Welcome to AM Best Audio. Businesses should prepare for a rise in civil unrest as the cost of living crisis follows on the heels of a pandemic. Strikes, riots, and violent protest movements pose risks to companies because in addition to buildings or assets suffering costly material damage, business operations can also be severely disrupted with premises unable to be accessed, resulting in a loss of income. I'm John Weber for IM Best TV, and I'm speaking today to Sergeon Todorovic, Head of Crisis Management UK in the Nordics at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. Surgeon, so glad you could take the time to speak with us today. Thank you for having me, John. So, Surgeon, is civil unrest becoming a more critical exposure for companies than terrorism? Absolutely, yes. In uh, in my opinion, and certainly, I think what 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 we've seen in the in the world in the market at the moment. Um, unlike terrorism, I would say, John, uh, which is quite a localized and uh, short term peril, um, social unrest and uh, civil commotion um, is is a peril that could keep coming back unfortunately. And um, it's a peril that can mobilise a lot more people than a terrorism event could. So you are talking about more people potentially causing more problems and, and trouble for businesses. So for me, um, yes, it, it absolutely is, is a bigger peril than terrorism. Um, businesses face it day in, day out. There's a different way also to policing terrorism as opposed to strikes, rights and civil commotion. You know, uh, a protest, which could be a peaceful protest, could turn violent. Uh, naturally, the police have to react to that if it turns violent. But for the policing of the peaceful protest, people have to be allowed to do that. So therefore, there's, there's a, there is a bigger mobilisation of people in, um, in protest movements in, um, and naturally, you know, if they escalate, uh, riots and strikes. So that, that, that's, that's probably why, well, that is why I think is, is a bigger peril than us. And the way the world is at the moment and the, the issues that people face, um, more and more, certainly over the last five years, we've seen people mobilise and willing to hit the streets for things that they believe passionately about or um, maybe opportunism as well is also a play. Uh, do you think certain industries are more vulnerable to civil unrest disruptions than others? Well, as the last few years have shown, a lot of um, city centres are really, really vulnerable. Um, we, we see a lot of retail that has been affected. Uh, we see offices and uh, public spaces that have been vandalised and damaged. And as a result, that naturally has an impact. But that doesn't exclude other industries from, from this peril. Um, traditionally, if you'd asked me a number of years ago, I would have said, yes, the peril is quite broad and you could also argue that a lot of industrial companies are exposed to this but it has moved on people are hitting the streets and they tend to focus around city centers the high streets around governmental offices and places of interest for them so yeah surgeon do you think COVID 19 and other global factors impacted civil unrest instant incidents and if so how COVID-19 COVID is a very emotive issue and I, I think the, the biggest driver of civil unrest during the COVID-19 period was, was people's perception of their liberties being infringed and naturally the anti-vaccine sentiment that you may see in some countries. So th those are the things that, that I can certainly see as an uptick. Um, and during that time, actually, because often it was the governments that 
in, you know, endorse these policies or endorse vaccination or endorse lockdowns. Um, they um, they were the they took the brunt of the of the protest and issues. But just because you're a you're a business that doesn't get directly targeted, you can certainly be a victim of a civil unrest incident targeted at a government or um, a police authority or whatever whatever might be the case. So that's one thing that COVID did. The other thing that actually it did, which is interesting, and we're seeing this more and more um, through also through elements of the, the work that social media does in this in this area. But there is um, there is a uniting of um, of left and right of the political spectrum into a cause that they previously didn't have a, a reason to fight for together. And I think that's really really interesting. It's an interesting dynamics in society. And it's not exclusive to any particular country. And I speak from from the UK, and it's very much prevalent here. You mentioned social media. What role does social media play in mobilizing protesters and intensifying social unrest? Well, yes, social media is a is a big role in this. I think we, if you if you look back before social media was as as it is currently, you know, the news travelled much slower. And I think this is um, this is one of the key things that 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 kind of adds fuel to the to the social unrest fire. Um, and for, for for me, that that's one of the one of the key things that it does. It, it it lets information flow quicker, but actually not always truthful information. There have been incidents where there is incorrect information, videos posted um, that that are, that are verified after to be to be false or incorrect or uh, a lie. And and this has led to incidents in in social you know in the social unrest sphere, which which naturally has a. Uh, has an impact on on businesses and high streets, etc. Um, but social media, you know, it's it it, ha it it is good for the world in in many aspects. But you know, I could become a news channel on my own, and I could very often speak my mind, and many people will believe it's the truth. And I think that's sometimes the the problem. There is no filter, or very little filter, in social media, which as a result. Um, as I also said, it unites people from left and right and all walks of life um, and mobilizes them very quickly. And actually, if you if you think about the US in the last couple of years, it, it mobilizes people not just in one locality. It, you're talking about people in different cities mobilizing for the same reason um, and for the same cause in a very quick succession. And that that can actually overpower the police authorities, the, the, the federal authorities, whoever might be looking after the health and safety of, of cities. And that, that, for that reason, I think that, yeah, you know, it has really, really added fuel to the fire. That being the case, what should companies do right now to prepare for such incidents? Well, the, regardless of your size, I think you should absolutely prepare for, for something like this. And um, as I mentioned, it doesn't... It doesn't target specific industries and client and you know, clients and, and and companies. It, it does uh, it does cover all all bases really. And I think many things you can do as a, as a as a company. You should be able to you you should firstly um, um, plan, understand where your company is as a as a. Um, as a company in terms of in the spectrum, in the political spectrum, in the risk spectrum. Um, are you a low profile company that will not be targeted or a high profile company that will be targeted? That's one thing you need to know as a company um, where you're at. Also, you also need to understand your geography. Actually, many businesses are affected not because they're a direct target. It's because they're a target of um, in 
you know, accidental target in the area, in, in the vicinity. So you must understand where you are. Um, and if you've got more than one location, maybe understand where your, you know, the riskiest location is. And for that, you, you naturally have to understand your footprint. You have to speak to experts about or loan, law, law enforcement about the risk in particular areas. And I think that's that's the minimum you should do For, following that and understanding this companies should develop um, certain procedures that will that will ensure safeguarding of their staff and their property. Now, this is this could be uh, procedural. So you could talk about notifying people to stay at home if something is happening, as one example, or you could talk about the physical protection of buildings. And that could be anything from installing shutters to adding extra security at certain times, uh, certain times of the year, or maybe around election time, if that, that's, that's a trigger factor in a, in a particular country. And then without, you know, laboring this, actually, there, there's more companies that can do depending on your budgets, but you should also prepare for post-loss uh, mitigation and that can be done through a communication plan a good communication plan sometimes a pre-prepared statements if if your company is in um, involved in something specific alternatively also that you should be you should consider um, the way you speak to your employees and your staff and your clients if if that's um, if they're also affected by these events uh, in and around your um, properties are insurers working with their corporate clients to mitigate these risks Absolutely, yeah. I mean, certainly, Allianz is working with with all of our clients that uh, that request it. We have risk engineers, we have specialists. We can also source um, specialists externally. And insurance is no longer just insurance; it's a full service from A to Z. So you you have to treat clients and work with them because ultimately, improving their risk improves your risk as an insurer, and that's that's the best we can ask for. And what steps are being taken? Earlier, the earlier we engage with key clients, the the better it is. And we, um, together with with brokers as well, we we have a dialogue. We understand what their what their headaches are, uh, what they what their concerns are. And for we build we can build an insurance product or policy catered around these things. And that that's from an insurance perspective. But in in this kind of timeline, you can speak to. Uh, you know our um, engineers, our surveyors, uh, and uh, and other things. And after say uh, a policy is bound, and we're going through the policy period, there are certain recommend recommendations that were made initially that client our clients and our engineers can follow up later on in in the year. And those are the things that is are actively being done. Certainly interesting times, aren't they, Surgeon? Absolutely, yeah. It's keeping me on my toes, John. Surgeon Todorovic, Head of Crisis Management UK and Nordics at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. And for AM Best TV, I'm John Weber. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.